Hello, hello, hello everyone. Welcome back. How the freaky frack have you all been? <laughs> I feel like it's been a hot minute since I've sat down and talked to you guys, probably because it has been, but there has been justifiable reasons that I have said are okay with myself that I don't have to explain to any of you. <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm so excited to be back here with you guys today again, chatting about one of my all-time favorite subjects that have seemed to consume my entire life up to maybe like a month from today, less than a month from today actually, which is my wedding. I feel like that has been such a hot topic this year. I feel like everyone my age is now deciding to settle down and get married and it's been a very fun, interesting time of my life navigating through all of this wedding planning garbo that I feel like nobody tells you about that is super, super fun, but also can be super, super stressful. So that's why I'm here today to answer questions for you guys about my wedding. Well, not really my wedding in specific. I figure that I will do more of like an in-depth wedding recap podcast probably the week after my wedding. Um, and then also one after my bachelorette trip because let's update you guys on my life for a second. So today is October 11th. Yeah, it's been quite a hot minute since I talked to you guys. Um, but I'm leaving for my bachelorette trip. Today is Tuesday and I am leaving on Friday. So I actually just packed my horrendously large suitcase um, full of everything that is white and denim and sparkly. And we are heading out to go to Nashville, Tennessee this coming Friday and we are staying until Monday. I am beyond excited. But like I said, there's a few questions I'll answer about the bachelorette trip today. Um, but most of the recap for that will be next week's episode because obviously I don't know what's happened there yet. I don't know what we did, what we didn't do, what outfits I wore, um, the funny stories, all that. I might even have one of the girls that went on the trip with me maybe step in and record with me. I am going to try to get Erin to sit down and do an episode with me all about our wedding probably afterwards. So I think it'd be fun to have a couple of my bridesmaids sit in or at least one of them sit in and tell you guys all about the bachelorette trip. So that's kind of what's going on in my life. It's been pretty hectic um, planning for the wedding and getting things situated. As most of you guys know, I had my bridal shower pretty uh, far back in the past, many moons ago in April. And I did that on purpose kind of non-traditionally because I wanted to have plenty of time in between my bridal shower and my bachelorette trip. Um, and especially my bridal shower and my wedding. Originally, I had my bachelorette trip planned back in the summer, but for unforeseen circumstances, we've pushed it back, and I'm actually pretty glad that it's in October. I think that it's more of like getting me excited for the big day, knowing that whenever I get back from my bachelorette trip, I literally have two weekends, and then it's my wedding weekend. So that's kind of what's been going on with me over here in my neck of the woods, been working a little bit and um new job tutoring some kids teaching them how to read so that's been super fun as well trying to get um everything together for the wedding lots of appointments and alterations and final decisions and diys i feel like nobody tells you how busy a bride is the month before their wedding but let me tell you for sure <laughs> i am busy honey i am busy so without further ado, before I drag on and bore you guys too much with my never ending shenanigans that is my life, let's answer 
some of y'all's questions. As most of you know, I do have an Instagram. Um, I believe, actually, I don't even know what the Instagram handle is. That's horrible and so not millennial of me to not even know my Instagram. So let me pull it up for you guys here real quick. It is at podcast results may vary. Um, I don't post on there too often. I'm trying to get back into it. Um, but that is a place where you guys can feel free to send me any questions that you guys have. That's where I have accumulated most of these from. But also, if you guys want a more private or whatever, I never say names of who asked me these questions just because I feel like if you ask me that I'm going to keep your name confidential. And clearly, uh, you don't might not want a whole bunch of strangers knowing why you're asking if you can bring a plus one to a wedding. <laughs> but anyways, um, you can also email me at results may vary. Oh, no. Sorry. Like I said, results may vary. No, it's podcast.resultsmayvary at gmail.com. And I check that pretty regularly throughout the week and throughout the day before recording. Um, and a few of the questions actually came from there. But like I said, without further ado, without further hes hesitation, <laughs> hesitation, let's get started and answer some of these questions. So I have broke them down into three different categories, which is more like bride questions. So other brides that have asked me questions and then bachelorette trip questions. So maybe people, bridesmaids, family members, brides asking me questions about the bachelorette trip and then um, guest questions. So if you are a wedding guest, have a wedding coming up in the future. If you're a guest, maybe to my wedding, hello, thank you for RSVPing and coming. Um, then these will answer questions, not in specific about my wedding or bachelorette trip, but kind of just in general and wedding etiquette and stuff like that, that I have learned from other people. I have literally been ingesting so much wedding content on YouTube, TikTok, podcasts, movies, reality TV, literally everything in my life has been wedding for probably at least I would say the past year, obviously, but more in specific the past two months. So the first question, like I said, this is for the bride questions, the brides who have texted me or not texted me, but have messaged me their questions. Um, when should I have blank done by? You can fill whatever you want in with the blank. When should I have my florist picked out? When should I have my venue picked out? When should I have my DJ picked out or my colors decided or my bridesmaids asked? And I think like many of these questions, unfortunately, it kind of just depends on you. Um, I was kind of a psychopath bride. I had a lot of my wedding planned out before I had even met Aaron. Um, not really in specific as to where I would get married or what vendors I wanted to use, but I did have a list of venues picked out. And fortunately for me, my venue, which is great, I'm not going to disclose it yet unless you're already coming. I feel like most people that listen to this already know me, but in case you're a random person that I have not met yet, um, my venue came with a lot of vendors, not with them, but a lot of recommendations. And because those vendors had worked so close in the wedding industry with my venue, I just assumed that it would be best that I get them to do mine. They clearly know what they're doing at that venue. They know what's up. So I wanted to have a really good team of vendors at my wedding day. And obviously I will report back to you guys how amazing they are after November 5th. Um, but yeah, that, I would really just say pick your venue first. Um, it doesn't hurt, I don't think, to ask your bridesmaids also pretty early. Set up a wedding party so that way you can kind of gauge, you know, how many guests you're gonna have and have a wedding party so that way when you're venue shopping you can tell them because some venues have still restrictions from covid stuff going on i'm sorry if you guys can hear my washer it's literally going insane <laughs> but um 
some venues, like I said, still have COVID stuff going on or their venue could only hold a certain capacity of people. So just go ahead and set in your bridal party and um, your groom's party and your venue, I would say. And a very important thing, which I think is hitting on one of the questions that you guys also asked me, um, is what questions should I be asking my venue? And I think I had a whole entire binder and I still do have a wedding binder that maybe I can go more in depth on later with you guys or if I could post a video somewhere, maybe a TikTok of it somewhere. But I think, first of all, it's so important, not even a question to ask, but you should be able to drive up to a venue or at least go inside a venue and meet the owner and have a very good first impression, first feeling, first good or bad vibe from the place where you're potentially going to get married at. Obviously, you want that to be a good energy, a good vibe. Um, the people there need to be nice. And I feel like there were definitely some venues that I went to and I loved the space. They were so beautiful, but I just didn't quite vibe with the owner. Or um, the owner was great and I would have loved to work with them, but their space really didn't align with my style that I chose for my wedding. Or they didn't have enough room for all the guests that I wanted to have at my wedding. So I feel like that's definitely a number one question. Also asking if they offer any vendors, if they come with catering, if they have a recommendation for a DJ, um, a photographer that they work closely with. I think that those are all super important questions that you need to be asking whenever you go to a venue. Also, if you're planning on having alcohol at your wedding, is that going to affect your contract where you have to have an alcohol license? Um, does the insurance go up that you're gonna be paying? Do they have enough parking for all of your guests? If they don't, do they have additional parking and a shuttle that runs through? There are so many different questions that I didn't even think about asking, um, which honestly, Google or TikTok, Pinterest, they're gonna be your best friends. I feel like obviously this podcast is here and I feel like a lot of you are probably just listening because you know me and you want something to do while you're cleaning or cooking or whatever. But if you're wanting legitimate wedding advice, I mean, obviously for me, I might have some, I've been doing this kind of for a year and a half now, but I feel like the best place to look for is searching venues in your area. I come from a place that, especially if you guys didn't know, I'm from like the Ashland, Kentucky to Huntington, West Virginia area been trying to kind of find a venue within that range. And I feel like there's not a lot of venues here. Um, so that's another question you probably should ask yourself, how far do you want your guests traveling to um, your venue? Because that's, especially if your fiance and you are from different places, because Aaron and I are probably like a good 45 to an hour drive um, from both of our original houses. So we kind of wanted somewhere that was in the middle. And I think we sort of did that. I think so. We're actually getting married in Ohio and neither one of us are from Ohio, have lived in Ohio, whatever, but it's beautiful. Um, oh, also do they have lodging for your guests there? My bridal party is going to be able to spend the night before. That was something that was super big. It was a big deal breaker for me because I wanted just to have everyone there, not have to worry about someone coming late, having the hair and makeup people come to us. That was very much a deal breaker for me. So on, on venue lodging, at least for the bridal party was a big thing for me. Now, some venues come with like hotels or they come with recommendations for hotels and lodging and all that stuff. So just be sure that if you are picking a venue that is farther away from you, you might want to make sure that you have some type of accommodation set up for your guests that will be traveling pretty far distances in order to come and see you guys get married. So that is the things I feel like I didn't really answer a lot of things. Oh, also, on terms of, I feel like I'm jumping around everywhere, so I'm sorry, but this needs to be said because I feel like nobody talks about it. If you are engaged 
and plan on getting married within the next year so like if you just got engaged yesterday and want to get married next October that's kind of about the timeline that Aaron and I had you need to be on it and finding a dress ASAP Rocky because they take forever to get in if you are wanting anything that you don't immediately buy off the rack um, then you pretty well need to be start looking for them now I found my dress in November of last year and it didn't come in until I think late June of this year um, and you still have to be able to obviously leave time for alterations and um, like a thing that makes me a little bit nervous is I actually did not order my veil until uh, my first alterations no until my meet the dress appointment so basically at the salon that I bought mine from which is um, I'll tell you guys after the wedding where I bought my dress from just in case you sneaky sneaky people can go and figure out which one you think I bought um, but the way that it works at this particular dress shop is you go and you find a dress that you like obviously you try on sample dresses and they pin and clip and whatever else you get a pretty good idea um, you find a dress that you love you cry in the dress a little bit you take it off and you sign a whole bunch of paperwork and they take your measurements and they order not a custom dress but they order a dress that aligns with your measurements based off of the designer that you choose their numbers so um, that is what they do and then you come back whenever your dress is in they give you a little call and they say -ling 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 -ling, hello Candace your dress is in and we would love for you to come and have your meet the dress appointment so then they you drive <laughs> however far away mine is pretty far um and try on your dress and pick out your accessories so like your veil your um earrings whatever else my meet the dress appointment because of some confusion didn't really happen until i think we went maybe in july i don't really remember maybe early august i actually think it was early august so my dress had been in for a while because it was so many trips we were trying to condense them as much as we could but that actually kind of ended up hurting us in the long run because i did not order my veil until august and it is not supposed to be here probably until the week of my wedding so that is the only stressful thing but thank goodness thank goodness um i'm sorry i lost my train of thought my whatever big texting girl Thank goodness the veil will obviously need any um, alterations but that is one thing that i recommend definitely go and find a dress that you love and just in case if it comes in early then it comes in early there's more wiggle room for you to get alterations and stuff like that but that is my biggest thing to do first on the bride's to-do list is pick your bridal party pick your venue and then pick your dress those things kind of form their own feel vibe to your wedding so then from there you can pick colors you can pick um, what kind of theme you're going for, um, what the groomsmen are going to wear, what you want for your aisle runner, or like your decorations for your aisle runner, your arch. All of that can be formed pretty well off of your bridal party, obviously, because those are people that you and your fiance both love. The dress that you pick, because obviously that's what you feel the most comfortable in. And you can, a wedding dress sets the mood for an entire wedding. So, that is something that you could obviously build upon and then your venue which obviously if you pick like a rustic barn or a very fancy glamorous hotel or you want to get married by the water all of those or outside or in a chapel or wherever all of those build upon kind of your vibe for the wedding that will help you in your wedding planning process i think those are my top three things that i would definitely do first so we already talked about 
Um, what important questions should I ask my venue? Let's talk about now something that nobody wants to talk about, which is wedding budget. <laughs> Especially, I don't want to talk about wedding budget. Um, so the question was, what is an ideal budget for my wedding? If I had to say one piece of advice, it would be from me watching so many different brides on YouTube get married, so many different girls on Say Yes to the Dress talking, talking with my venue, talking with my mom, talking with my aunt, talking with my bridesmaids that have already been married, is that weddings obviously are going to be expensive. That is just what you and your fiance have chose to do. Now, expensive obviously means different things to different people. So I'm not going to put a a number out for what we have spent on my wedding. I'm not going to put a number out on what I think you should spend for your wedding. But what I will say is write everything out, have a wedding binder, have a wedding planner, not even like a wedding planner person, like a wedding planner notebook that you can just write out everything. And what I would say is to pick one, pick one aspect of the day that you are going to know. If I don't get this, I'm going to be upset. So for me, that was floral. I wanted all of the floral at my wedding to be real. I love the smell. I love the look. I think that it's just beautiful and I, my wedding focuses very heavily on floral. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So maybe you love to party and dance. So you're going to choose to spend most of your budget on having an open bar or even having a really good DJ which obviously I love all my vendors. So it's not to say that you have to pick something that's crappy as opposed to wanting to spend your money. But I think in the long run, um, if it takes, okay, here's a good example. The DJ was not because our DJ is phenomenal. But a good example of this would be Aaron and I really wanted to rent a getaway car. So like an antique old timey getaway car for our wedding. Well, because other things became priority, that got crossed off of our list. That was something that both of us said, you know, we don't have to do that. That's not something we can't live without. Um, so we are going to choose to take the money that we would have spent on our antique getaway car and put towards something else that both of us will love more. So I think that's really um, the key to budgeting for a wedding is to pick your goal budget and then make all of your vendors fit within that. So kind of do a little jigsawing with them. And like I said, if floral takes up one fourth of your budget, then you have the rest of your budget to work with to make sure that everything else works. So um, that is kind of my piece of advice. I hope that makes sense. I hope it helps you guys. Um, I would also say Aaron and I very much prioritize, which I would recommend for anybody to do, um, prioritize memorabilia. That's not the right word. You know what, it might be the right word. Souvenir-istic type things. So photography and videography. Those were two things I'm pretty sure that after I booked my venue, I booked those two next. It was the very next thing. Um, our videographer and photographer are both great. I've seen both of their work. I've worked with our photographer multiple times. I'm so excited to be working with her, which we'll dive more into the vendors after on the after episode. Um, but I think I know their work. I know that I like with it. I know it's the vibe that I'm wanting for my wedding day and definitely investing in those type of vendors are things that you and your fiance are able to look back on and have. And obviously you're spending all this money on a wedding and you're wanting it to be beautiful and stuff. So be sure that you do your research on who is taking your memories from that day and making them into physical things that you can look at. Um, because I, I've seen so many horror stories on like bridal Facebook groups that I'm in and stuff of people that didn't do their research or 
um, anything like that. And they end up having crappy photographers, which is heart-wrenching to me. Also, on a side note, just because I saw one girl's horror story, be sure that you are signing contracts with your vendors. If you just say, oh, my family friend is going to DJ, the likelihood of it is, and I'm sorry, this is just being realistic, is that they could cancel 24 hours before your wedding and you'll end up playing something that you didn't necessarily want or having to really fly by the seat of your pants trying to find music for your wedding. I don't want that on anybody. So just be sure that you're signing contracts with your vendors um, that are legal binding contracts with money because I'm sure you're spending lots of money on some of these contracts and people that you're working with. So like I said, just be sure, keep yourself and your fiance and your money <laughs> safe and happy and all of that jazz. So yeah. The next question that I had was, how do I ask someone to be a bridesmaid? And I think it's pretty simple. I think that, did I get my bridesmaid's gifts? Yes, I did. I don't regret that at all. But do I also feel like you don't need them? Kind of. I think, obviously you're asking these women to be a part of your big day because you love them, they love you, they've stood beside you in many life moments thus far. So obviously you're gonna want them to stand by you on your wedding day. Does that justify getting them a gift? If it's not in your budget, then don't. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, I would say obviously um, getting them some type of gift maybe for being in your wedding that you can give on the wedding day. I would prioritize that more than getting them a gift to ask to be their bridesmaid. But also the one thing that I did, so I have a junior bridesmaid. She is 10 and I love her so much, but I asked her to be my bridesmaid with a cookie cake. And this is just a tip that I have. If you are um, struggling to come up with gifts or money to provide gifts for your bridesmaids, just to ask them, um, host a brunch, go out to dinner, um, do something, make dinner at your house, and then maybe get like a cookie cake or something like that and ask them all to be your bridesmaids then. I think that that's really sweet. And I saw somebody that I was watching host like a bridesmaids brunch and all of them were asked to be a bridesmaid there and I think that that's just really sentimental and cute and I love that idea and if I could go back in time obviously I still I love the gifts that I gave my bridesmaids I think that they were really pretty they matched my wedding theme and everything else but I also think that a bridesmaid brunch is really cute too so I think just don't be nervous like I said obviously you're picking girls that mean a lot to you that's another thing too when picking your wedding party just choose wisely I just I've seen and heard and been through so many horror stories of girls that have had terrible experiences with their bridesmaids and I can honestly say today that I would not want to choose any other women to stand by me than the nine of them that are on my wedding day and I'm so thankful for all of them and the roles that they've had in my life up to now um so if any of you guys are listening hello I love you and um yeah I just think be careful with who you choose because this is a day that you're going to want to look back on pictures forever and not regret choices that you made. So that's my grain of salt there. And the last question that I have one of the brides ask me is how do you make everyone happy with the wedding planning? And I also think that that is just not feasible. It's not going to happen. You're not going to make everybody happy. The main people that you do want happy are you and your fiance. So um, if someone demands that you get married inside in your family, um, but you want to have an outdoor ceremony, then get married outdoors. And if it rains on that day, then congrats to you and your fiance because that just means that the knot is tied tighter. You know what I mean? Like, it is your day. Put what you think is important first. Spend your money on what you think you love. 
um, make decisions about centerpieces and bridesmaid dresses and everything like that. That's another thing too. I girls all the time or even my friends or I hear them on shows come up and they're like, well, I don't, I'm really scared. And even myself, honestly, because one of my bridesmaids dress colors, actually two of them are probably not the most popular. Um, and I, I think all of my bridesmaids have been very cooperative and very supportive. And they'll say, you know what, I'll wear a trash bag if you want me to wear a trash bag. But I think at the end of the day, don't worry about, oh, my bridesmaid's not going to look in that good in that color or whatever, whatever, whatever. Just if that's the color that you want your bridesmaids in, be stern and say, this is what you're wearing. And if they are the bridesmaids that I know that you picked, they won't complain. So just do things that make you happy. If there ever is conflict, then you can just remind whoever it is, if it's a family member or someone in the wedding party or maybe even a vendor, just say, actually, this is the way that I had um, it planned. If you have any other suggestions, I would be opening to hear those, but that doesn't mean that it's still not going to be my final decision. I think that that's something that you won't have any issue with. <laughs> Honestly, if you choose the right wedding party and explain yourself, then I don't think you guys will have any issue with that because a lot of times people just want to see the bride happy. I think that that's and the groom happy so it's very important like i said the people that you surround yourself with in the wedding planning process is very important Alrighty, now moving on to bachelorette questions i don't really have a lot of insight on these yet because i being the psychotic party planner that i am have turned all of the reins over to my beautiful beautiful wedding party and my mother and my aunt to plan so I really don't know I kind of sent them inspiration pictures I told them I wanted to go to Nashville I helped them pick up the Airbnb and gave them a loose itinerary of things that I wanted to do but other than that I don't know what decorations look like I don't really know in-depth plans of things I'm just kind of packing my bags and going on Friday and being ready for a good time so I can help you like maybe more after in next week's episode we can talk about bachelorette trips and stuff and go over the recap of mine but for now I will try my best to answer these few questions that you guys have asked me which is the first one is who should even go on the trip so I have going on my trip not all of my bridesmaids are going obviously like I said one of my bridesmaids is a junior bridesmaid and a couple of them aren't going because of more personal reasons um but the rest of them so the majority I think I have four of my bridesmaids going no there's more than that there's more than four but uh, I have a handful of my bridesmaids going, my aunt and my mom. So actually both of my aunts are going, but one of my aunts is my matron of honor. So there is nine of us, yes, nine of us including me going on the trip. Um, we did buy a house or purchase a house, rent a house, whatever, an Airbnb. Um, that would sleep 12. So in case we had last minute girls wanting to come or whatever else just more leg room throughout the whole entire house but there end up being nine of us going which I think is perfect because that leaves everyone space to get ready and not feel so crowded in the house and everything like that so I think you should invite whoever you want to I don't think it has to be exclusive to the bridal party I don't think it has to be exclusive to your family even if you have a close friend that couldn't make it in the bridal party or that you just didn't have enough I know Maybe your fiance only had four groomsmen, so you only wanted four bridesmaids or whatever else. Or maybe your sister-in-law or I don't really know how that works. I don't have a sister-in-law. I won't be having a sister-in-law. Um, and Aaron has six groomsmen and I have nine bridesmaids. But if you were really gung-ho on the symmetry in your wedding, um, I think that there's nothing wrong with that. Or even if you met someone 
after you picked your bridesmaids and you want them to come along. I don't think that's an issue. I just think you need to pick a group of girls um, that are supportive of you, ready to have a good time, obviously good at traveling together, which I haven't traveled with some of these girls, but I'm very excited to see how that goes. Um, yeah, I think that's just it. Just making sure that you picked people to go with you that are ready to have as good of a time as you are because that's what you deserve as a bride. Um, let me see, what are the questions? Um, what outfits do I wear? I think this is a no-brainer. If you're a bride, you wear all white. And if you are not a bride, you don't pack a single thing of white. Um, just because I feel like you're going to want to stand out as a bride at, I, don't, I know we're going to like a winery or out to dinner or at the bars, you're going to want to stand out and have people approach you and say congratulations and whatever. If you're a, that type of bride, which that's totally me, I have made being a bride my personality for the past year. So that is that. Um, I think that obviously a lot of bachelorette trips nowadays come with themes. So I did have some theme nights that I set up with my girls. Um, we are doing a theme night Friday night, Saturday night, and then Sunday we have t-shirts that we're going to be matching in. Um, if you don't want to do t-shirts, don't do t-shirts. I feel like a lot of people have mixed emotions on those, which is fine. I found some that I liked on Etsy that I thought were cute and we ordered them. If you want to just do matching outfits, if you don't want to do matching outfits, that's fine. I also think that it's important to take into account where you're going. I am so excited to go to Nashville. I don't even care if it's gotten like trendy to go to Nashville as a bachelorette trip. I picked this out before I was even married that I was going to Nashville. And um, so I either wanted to go to Nashville or Universal and do like a Harry Potter bachelorette, which is a very good idea to any of my non-married friends that are potentially going to be getting married in the future go to Universal, but I'm going to Universal and Disney for my honeymoon. So it kind of all worked out for me. Um, but I would just say pick somewhere that you're going to have a good time at, wear things that you're going to be comfortable in, um, wear things that align with the theme. I won't share our themes quite yet, but wear things that are going to align with your theme. Don't wear white if you're not the bride. Um, some other good locations that I have. That was another question that you guys asked me about. Obviously, I would recommend Nashville and Universal. I think those are things, especially if you're like a niche bride if you are a country not even necessarily if your wedding is country themed because that's definitely not my wedding but I grew up listening to country music I'm originally from West Virginia that's very much a big personality trait of mine so Nashville just seems to make sense um but if you're also a Disney lover or anything that's at Universal Marvel Harry Potter anything like that if you love any of that I think those are great destinations um take into account do you want to drive or fly to your bachelorette trip. I definitely wanted to drive. That's kind of one of the reasons why Universal was kind of out. But I also love the more tropical bachelorette trips. So going to the beach. I know Palm Beach is a really big one right now that a lot of girls are going to. I also think that it's really cute to go to like New York City or Chicago or Las Vegas. That's a big one that I don't think I could take on and we would definitely have to fly. Um, but I also heard someone recently mention wanting to go to Europe and taking more of a close-knit group of people. So maybe just like you and your maid of honor go to Europe for a week or you and your maid of honor and one of your other bridesmaids, just a handful of people. Or another big one, which I love the idea of, is going on a cruise. I think those are so fun. You can definitely have so much fun. But all in all, I ended up picking Nashville. I really didn't even ask my bridesmaids opinions on where they wanted to go. I just kind of said, hey, we're going to Nashville for my bachelorette trip. I hope that's okay. And they were all like, absolutely, I'm down to clown. Let's go, girls. All right, and the last question that I had for bachelorette trips was, I am going and I don't know anybody. Should I still go? And the answer is 
absolutely you should definitely still go bachelorettes are such a good time to meet the wedding party especially if you are a bridesmaid and maybe you're a college bridesmaid and you haven't seen the bride in quite a while or you're living far away from the bride and their family and the wedding party i think it's definitely a great time to go and get used to being around the other girls it creates more of a united front for you guys to come together on the wedding day as a good fun team ready to party so i would say definitely go open up bachelor trips i feel like create these weird bonds in between girls especially on the few that i've been on i just feel like you get to know these girls so well you get to have a great time with them eating great food drinking great drinks wearing cute outfits dancing all night long i think it's just very much a good time to be had by the bridal party and such a good time to meet people get to know experience a new city all that stuff definitely go push yourself to get out of your comfort zone you will not regret it okay and the last set of questions that i have are going to be for all of you guests that are going to weddings this wedding season i feel like everyone says wedding season is from like april to june or like maybe even april to july but i would beg to differ that more people that i know have gotten married from like september to november i just feel like now fall weddings are such a big thing that people do nowadays but i don't know so if you already went to a wedding this past wedding season in the spring or if you're going to an upcoming wedding this fall these are my tips and tricks for how to be a good guest how to be a not a party pooper guest and um, just some basic etiquette rules that you should know when going to a wedding so what is the dress code is what people have asked and i think that really just depends knowing the couple that you're going to their wedding obviously but i think that it is always a good idea to dress up more than dress down so if you are in between wearing a t-shirt dress or a really pretty sundress i would say go for the sundress i just think that that's very much if i don't know and depending on the type of wedding I would say jeans are out if you are a male or a female jeans are just don't wear them don't wear jeans to a wedding unless you know the bride and groom very well personally and know that their wedding warrants for you to be able to wear jeans and not look out of place i just think that's very much at least upgrade to the khaki cargo pants if you're a dude and for a girl wear a t-shirt dress or even um some type of colored denim so like black denim even as opposed to like denim denim so obviously that don't wear anything that has white on it on it in it whatever i just that's my safe rule for wedding um i don't wear even a pattern that has white in it i just think that it's so easy to go out and get a solid colored dress or a dress that doesn't have white in the pattern so why would i even chance myself with wearing a pattern that has white in it i just think that that is the best key to going to a wedding is to not do that so wear comfortable shoes um yeah i think that's pretty much it i i feel like a lot of people don't want to wear black for a wedding and i could see that definitely see it definitely understand um if you're wanting to that's fine i think but i don't know it's very questionable very questionable for me obviously unless you're a bridesmaid and your bridesmaid color is black i think black dresses on bridesmaids are stunning but anyways uh, moving on what kind of gift should i give i think this is a very simple thing whatever you want um, if you're looking for recommendations, then maybe look on their registry. Um, a lot of times you can organize those by price points. So if you say you're only wanting to spend a certain amount of money, you can look for gifts within that price range. Um, say you don't know what to get and you don't really like anything that's on their registry or all the good things that you would have potentially bought or already purchased off their registry, then I think there is nothing wrong with 
giving cash or a check in a card. I think especially because most couples are going on their honeymoon after their wedding. Those are things that are great to give and to receive. Honestly, that's something that um, Aaron and I have told all of our guests. Obviously, we have these registries we would love for you to purchase off of. But if you don't find anything or don't feel comfortable with doing that, um, then we are also accepting cash and card not card good grief we're accepting cash and card no um but i think that's something that any bride and groom would be appreciative of and if you can't give anything don't feel like you're obligated to sometimes just being there and celebrating with the new mr and mrs is all that they wanted um so i think that that's really important and if a bride or a family member is mad at you over not giving a gift or not spending so much x amount of dollars on a gift then i think that those are just people that are yucky so um like i said give whatever you would like also I know this because Aaron and I originally created just a registry on Target and a registry on Amazon. It was very easy. We were moving into our new home. We are still kind of in the process of moving into our new home and setting things up here and um, setting up our kitchen. None of us have, or neither one of us have ever lived out on our own before. So we didn't have any of that um, prior to living together, which I also think is a good thing um, if your bride and groom have lived together to do more things like experiences or whatever, because obviously, you know, they're not going to need a new KitchenAid mixer probably because they probably already have that. Nine times out of 10, they probably already do. Um, but I created a registry maybe even like a week ago and our wedding is literally a month away, but on Zola, it's so nice. They have so many different cash funds you can set up there from things like a Netflix subscription for a whole year or dog or cat treats for your pets for a whole year, wine subscriptions, um, cooking classes, movie nights, all that kind of stuff that I think couples would love to have as a gift. There's even like home renovation funds or if you guys haven't bought a house yet, you could have a house fund on there or maybe a new car or whatever. I think it's nice for people, especially if you're wanting to give money, look and see if a couple that you're wanting to gift money to has one of those because then you can gift money and know where it's going towards. So obviously if someone donates or gives us money to go towards our house renovations, they can know that, oh, we're helping the future nests put carpet down in their house. You know, I just, I think that that's really nice and a very personal sentimental touch that you're kind of, if you're missing that with giving money, then obviously it's nice. But also just be sure to write a sweet message in your card. Don't just sign your name in the card. At least write congratulations in your own handwriting I think that that's very nice and then sign your card and make sure to include your plus one's name on there because I feel like that's very important to do um yeah that's pretty much it uh for that question I would say like I said don't feel pressured I think that that's the main thing especially you know in this day and age people should just be grateful for what they have but the next question is um what do I do if I don't know anybody so say you're a random plus one going with someone that either knows the bride or the groom. I would say definitely still go. It kind of is along the same lines as a bachelorette trip. Weddings are fun. You're going to be eating. You're going to be dancing. You're going to be celebrating people that love each other. And it's a good time to meet new people too. Obviously, introduce yourself to the bride and groom while you're there. Don't keep their time too long, but they still want to know who you are. Um, have a good time with you. Eat your food. Talk to people at your table. Um, get your plus one out or get your person that you came with out on the dance floor. I think it's so important to just, if you're going to be there, don't be a fuddy dud. Remember, you're probably going to be in pictures. So fix your face and have a good time because the bride and groom are going to be looking back at these pictures forever. And they're going to remember moments of people that did have a good time at their wedding, as opposed to the ones that were fuddy duds and they don't want to talk about. And the last question that I have for the guests is when should I leave? And I think really 
that's a question where you need to just read the room. Are a lot of people leaving, I don't know, towards the middle of the reception? I don't even know if we have like a quote end time for our reception. So kind of just gauge it off of, am I still having fun? I think is a good thing. Or do I have prior obligations tomorrow or whatever? I think that ours will probably end up fizzling out around 11 o'clock I think is when I have it like on our schedule to fizzle out is 11 o'clock just because we're planning on going out um on the town afterwards so um we wanted to fizzle out at the venue and then be able to go out and party and have fun um downtown afterwards but I would say most after parties start around 11 or 12 so if you're not really wanting to go to the after party or um Sometimes, and I think especially for us, our bridal party is pretty much the only people that are coming to our after party is the wedding party. I feel like I just said party 700 times, but um, really, like I said, just leave whenever you feel comfortable. Don't stay if you're not having fun, and especially if you can't fix your face and fake like you're having fun. Don't stay. Obviously, if you're, you know, feeling some type of way, then it's probably time just to say bye, and don't go up and say bye. Don't feel like you have to go up and say bye to the bride and groom. That will make them sad that you're leaving. That was one piece of um, um, an episode that I listened to of a podcast that I took with me because I feel like everyone thinks, oh, they're going to be so mad that I didn't say bye. But really when I think about it as a bride, I'm going to be like sad that you're not at my wedding anymore. So I am don't not caring that you didn't say bye to me. But like I said, that was a podcast I listened to. It's called We Met at Acme and she had great advice on wedding stuff. So obviously if you're looking to hear more of what she said. I think a lot of it I, or we echoed off of each other. Um, So if you're wanting to listen to that episode, I would definitely recommend. Um, She has a few other episodes. She got married at the beginning of this year, I believe. So yeah, that pretty much concludes today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I missed you guys so much. I'll be back next week, hopefully with one of my bridesmaids here to talk about the bachelorette trip more in depth with you guys. (coughs) And, um, Yeah, thank you guys for being so supportive. I cannot wait for this next upcoming month. It's going to be so exciting, and I will see you guys next week. Bye, guys.